Well, I am extremely excited and grateful because I've been working on this for a, a couple of years now to get uh, the Reverend Jimmy Hartley, Father Jimmy Hartley, who is a canon for Christian formation and congregational vitality and missional communities for the Episcopal Diocese of Upper South Carolina. And he is also, well, Mary Grace really wanted me to tell you that he is also her uncle. And that she and Jack call, they don't call him Father Jimmy because that wouldn't make any sense. They call him Uncle Jimmy. And he is my brother-in-law and my brother and I am really glad that he is here this morning to bring the word of God to you. I speak to the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's begin with a reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is this child who has been born King of the Jews? We observed his star at his rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophets. And you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for the people of God. But first I'd like to express my gratitude to Pastor Michael and all the warm warmth of this invitation to come and be with you all this morning. Of course, I had hoped to be in this beautiful building with you all present here, 
but I applaud your diligence in keeping each other safe by pausing in-person worship for a short period of time. As Pastor Michael said, my name is Father Jimmy Hartley, and I have the privilege of extending greetings from your brothers and sisters of the Episcopal Diocese of Upper South Carolina, where I currently serve on the bishop staff, as Michael was saying. And as also have the privilege of going by brother-in-law to Michael and Anna, but particularly of all the titles, at least here in Greenville, is uncle to Mary Grace and Jack. I'm blessed to be here with you all. Now, I didn't ask Michael if it was intention, his intention, but it certainly seems fitting to ask an Episcopalian to come and preach at a Methodist church in order to celebrate the visitation of the Magi, or otherwise known as the wise men to Jesus, a group of foreigners, Gentiles traveling to Jewish lands, coming from far off to praise Jesus, the Messiah. These Magi traveled much further than Columbia to praise Jesus. They took it on faith and of their knowledge as astrologers, the actual root and meaning of the word Magi, to travel to Palestine in search of Jesus. And in their journey, an audience with Jesus, they become witness to the unveiling of a new kingship, not just to the Jewish people, but by their very presence to the whole world. They are characters in a foreshadowing of what becomes reality, that in the work of Christ, that in Jesus' life and death and resurrection and ascension, God's great love is poured out for all of God's people, Jews and Gentiles alike. The story of that Magi's vision also launches a thread, a theme that winds through the Gospel of Matthew, Epiphany. We find a number of epiphanies all throughout the Gospels. Times when the Incarnate One is made known to all of us and all of humanity in incredible ways. That is, we find a number of ways in which God shares with us the essential nature of Jesus within the Gospels. Stories like the baptism of our Lord, where we hear a voice from heaven proclaiming, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. And then God breaks through, this time as a dove, rather than a star to make known just to just what extent God will go to for the redemption of the world. And likewise, we experience yet another epiphany later in this gospel. The transfigure of Jesus, figuration of Jesus on the mountain, where we remember in scripture that Jesus yet again is at the center of God proclaiming, saying, this is my son, the chosen. Listen to him. Just as in the story of the baptism, we are witness to the manifestation of Jesus' essential purpose and God's great love for humanity 
on display in Jesus. And then from there, we know Jesus then turns his face towards Jerusalem and the cross. So all this to say that the epiphanies we see in Scripture point to a main theme, namely, in the Magi's visitation and gifts, and God's pronouncement of Jesus as beloved, and the ultimate expression of love exhibited on the cross, all these make manifest, make known God's great love for the world. <clears throat> so this begs a question, maybe one we should focus on this morning. Are epiphanies, epiphanies just a thing of the past? Do we only wit witness these epiphanies through stories like ours of the Magi visiting Jesus this morning? With Magi traveling far in order to give gifts to the young Messiah? I don't think so. I, in my life, have been personally witnessed to, and I'm certain that I will continue to witness ways in which God shares with us the essential nature of of Jesus, which in all thing is to, is things is to reconnect us with what humanity is intended to be and do in the first place, to be a people that experience God's love in such a way that we emulate that love back into the world, both back to God and to each other. Now, I've never really experienced experience that inbreaking of love through the visitation of a magi led by a star or the appearance of Moses or Elijah or by the calling of God's pleasure through God's son. But these signs of God's inbreaking love for creation happens nonetheless. Experiencing, I experience it the breaking of bread at communion, the reading of scriptures, and our prayers for one another, and in fellowship. I experience God encountering in the everyday life. And the ways that others share God's love to me as I strive to do for them. In the extraordinary moments of my life but also in the ordinary, everyday moments with family and strangers alike. Ways in which God continues to share the essential nature of Christ, the never-ending outpouring of God's great love with people like you and me. Now, there's something about the experience of this epiphany story with the Magi that helps us, that helps to illuminate for us this uh, morning. The scripture tells us that the Magi left their own country by another road. Frightened of Herod? Of course they were. After all, the quasi-king is, is a person that will order the massacre of children just in the next chapter. The extent of his cunning and insecurity and cruelty does not seem to find a boundary. 
foot traveler wouldn't be fearful. However, there's something else to this verse that speaks to the truth of their experience with Jesus. In fact, it speaks to the truth, truth of our experience with Jesus. Of the moments in our life, extraordinary or ordinary, that share the essential nature of Christ. The choice of a different pathway home is an incredible metaphor for the reality that from our experience of God's great love for us, man, the whole world, we become a changed people. We are never the same after an encounter with Messiah. Our pathways alter their courses when we meet the love of God in our lives. So where might you encounter God in your life that changes your pathways? What stories do you have here at this community, at St. Paul, at your home, or your work, or the other people and relationships that give testimony to the ongoing revelation of the Word made flesh? What are the new ways that you can do so the new year. May you and this church community be met with epiphanies. And may they set you on a path ever toward living more fully in God's great love. May God bless you in this new year. Amen.